to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Well, hello, lady friends, and welcome to another episode of This Grit and Grace Life. And Dar, I'm so excited to share something that Julie Graham 2018 has incorporated into her life. Ooh, and I know. What is I mean, that? I'm trying to, you know, be a better me or whatever, uh-huh. get through this hard season. Um, I have found this new thing called self care. Maybe you've heard of it. Um, and one of the things <laughs> I'm doing is I've started taking baths. Oh, oh, ew. Ew. Okay. What do you yeah. mean? No, ew. no, this is amazing. Oh, well, I'm glad it's amazing for you. I cannot do that because I feel like I'm just laying in my own junk. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, let's clarify. First of all, um, I, okay, I could see that. Although, I mean, we bathe our kids, so why don't we feel that yeah, way with well, them? You but know, they're I guess that's, they're little people. They don't have as much dirt on their bodies, I guess. I don't know. But it's to a be completely thing. clear, I legit take a shower and oh. then I move to the bath to have the relaxation time. Okay, so it's so it very has, eco non friendly. Oh, yeah. But it's very Julie friendly. All right, folks out there who care about water. Preservation. Pretend you didn't hear that. Yeah, didn't didn't hear that. Because, but it's been amazing. Yeah. I bought this fancy thing to go across the tub that holds my iPad so I can watch my TV and eat my ice cream while in the bath. Okay. This is a good you life I'm what? living. I'm really happy for you. I'm glad Thank you're you. doing that. I yep. don't want to sit good in my job. junk, she says. Well, anyways, I'm Julie Graham. Who are you? <laughs> and I'm Darlene Brock, and obviously I and don't And I don't bathe. <laughs> I do. I do shower. Okay, let's just give me that. I mean, can we just say for a second? There's almost nothing more fun than being incredibly, ridiculously honest with a girlfriend, right? Yeah, for I sure. Mean, that's part of why you need other women in your life. Yeah. In your life, and so that's actually what we're going to talk a little bit about today. Friendship. The, the beauty of having a good quality friend in your corner. Absolutely. So, do you want to know what kind of friends that you really want to find? Ones that you want to look for. Ones that you can talk about taking baths with? (laughs) Exactly. Or not. (laughs) Or wasting water. I'm not sure which it is. I actually, side note, I have a friend who had already been doing the bathing thing. And Uh so I was like, I got to try that. And so she had sent me a picture of, you know, her feet in the bath, just the feet, you know, nothing creepy. And then I let her know that I had taken a bath. And then we're like, is it weird that we're sending pictures to each other of us (laughs) in the bath? Anyways. Okay. What are other things? What are other things you're looking for in a friend? You're looking for the friend who will tell you... Uh, if you have food in your teeth. Oh, yes. Yeah. Or if, you know, perhaps your top is askew and, you know, you have something flashing that should not be. But I absolutely friend. need that friend. Speaking yeah. of your top, um, I remember having to say to a friend recently, uh, you're leaking. <laughs> right? I mean, because that is true. a problem a with ladies in this season tells of our a life. nursing mom. Hey, you better go find a jacket really fast. (laughs) Yes, or your baby. Yeah. Uh, um, Yes, we need those kinds of friends. Um, Yeah, we want the kind of friend who um, will say something to the effect of, I'm sure it was your shoes that added those few extra pounds. I need her in my corner. Absolutely. It is not the ice cream in the bath that I'm eating a lot. No. It's my shoes. Yeah, if you took them off, 10 pounds lighter. Absolutely. (laughs) How about the friend who knows it doesn't matter whose idea it was as long as you both have the same alibi? 
That is my kind of, that is what we like to call ride or die, yeah. right? I think that's the definition of ride or die. Let's just get our stories straight and we're golden. And we're good. And we're good. Um, I joke often with my best friend um, that we want to, you know, we want to be those old ladies in the nursing home wheeling down the, you know, down the hallway together, fighting each other with our canes. Oh, that's right? a great friend. We yes. actually, um, when we were in college, we had a couple different uh, like dress up parties and we would dress up as old ladies. Kind of that. This sure. is what we're going to be like eighty years from now, still being friends. So, all right, and kind I of like, friend. I like this one. Good friends offer you a shoulder when you cry. Best friends are there with a shovel to beat up the one who made you cry. <laughs> yeah, I, I like feel, that friend. I feel like you're that kind of friend. I am totally that kind I of mean, friend. You're little, but you're scrappy. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> you're filthy. All right, enough bath bath combo. Um, so what we're going to do today is we actually have we, we have a lot of great articles on the website about friendship, which I love, and we'll link to some of them in the show notes. Um, but there's one in particular that um, our editor actually wrote, and I think it was just a really good round view of what a good friendship is made of. And so we're just going to talk through the points that she references um, in the article and just kind of, I don't know, add our friendly two cents along the way. You bet. Sound good, friends? Like it. This is this is what we're getting. So yeah. So here, here we go. go. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Point one. She says a good friend is someone who helps carry your load, but doesn't make you feel like a burden. Oh, isn't that the truth? Mm-hmm. I mean, how many people? Kind of big size, big. Uh, oh well, she's here again. She's got some problems. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll walk alongside her. But the ones who really, really are great friends walk alongside you and help you. And act like it's no big deal. Absolutely, it's like it, it becomes their joy and not their their burden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, you put another quote underneath uh, underneath this kind of section of being a friend who doesn't make you feel like a burden. Um, it's the friends you call you can call at four a.m. that matter," said Marlene Dietrich, and I think that's so true. Have you ever called a friend at four a.m.? Yeah, I actually have, and in fact, I've had a friend. One of my most uh, difficult and best memories was when my eldest daughter was in the hospital when she mm-hmm. was two. And it was a pretty rough time mm-hmm. in my life because um, we didn't know what was wrong and she was very, very sick. Mm-hmm. So my husband and I would take turns staying at the hospital. Well, one night I'm home at our house while he's overnight at the hospital. And my friend called me at like 2 a.m. and told me, did nothing but tell me off-color jokes. Now, I know that doesn't sound like the perfect <laughs> scenario, but at that moment in time, what you needed. it was what I needed. Mm. It was what I needed. That's awesome. So point one, she helps carry your load but doesn't make you feel like a burden. Um, the next thing you're looking for in a good friend, she knows your worst but only sees your best. Oh, I love those kind of friends. Mm. The ones who really do know you well. Yeah, the ones that you can be fully yourself but they still notice the good things about you. Yeah. And I just want to back up and say that these all don't have to be friends that are women. I already said she. So let's take that back. Maybe you have yeah. male friends that are this way too. So I don't want to, you know, put it in put it in that kind of box, but somebody who really knows you as your truest, most vulnerable, most real, most honest self. Um, but sees your best at the same time. Man, that's the kind you hold on to. And not only do they see it, when you're beating up on yourself and reminding Mm -hmm. yourself of your worst, they're the people who step up and go, but Mm. this is what's great about you. We're going to remind you. Totally. Yeah. Um, Well, kind of on the other side of that, um, a good friend doesn't flaunt, especially when they know that you're hurting. So if somebody does see that you're maybe not at your best moment, they're not taking that opportunity to then make much of themselves. Who wants that kind of friend? Yeah. 
And especially if you're in the middle of something like um, you have are having problems in your marriage or your dating or your job, mm-hmm. you know, some diff- challenge or difficulty that you're having, if they're in the perfect scenario mm-hmm. in that same subject, for them to not keep telling you how great their life is. Yeah. Is, do people do that? Yeah. Oh. Don't you think? Or I'm, at I'm least sure that they little do, reminders. I mean, yeah. Just making a point to kind of keep the focus more on helping you in those moments for sure what's the next one uh never makes you feel small no matter how big they are oh i like this one i do too it's kind of that balance of a friendship that it's celebrating each other um and never kind of comparing because man we ladies we like to compare yeah and whether it's comparing in the place we are in life in our motherhood in our jobs in our careers or even our talents mm-hmm. we tend to do that we tend to look at our friends who go mm-hmm. you're amazing at things mm-hmm. and then it makes us feel less well they don't so they never make you feel small no matter how big they are and it's like i i feel like you would actually have some personal reference to this because you have had you've had successful businesses you've been friends with people who maybe would be considered big um Can you look back to that season and think, yeah, I had these kinds of friendships with people who we're once the doors closed, the show is over, we're equals. Yeah. And what was always ironic to me in uh, the business we were in is some of the most successful people that I was friends with and got to know actually were the least um, challenging. Hmm. They it seemed as if they no longer had to prove themselves or they no longer were scrapping. It was some of the ones who were on their way up that tended to make you try to feel less. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense as you say it that way for sure. Um, next one, a, a good friend never makes you feel like you have not arrived but also encourages you to grow. I love that. Now, so what's the balance in that one, Julie? So, I mean, I think it makes sense that you've, you want your friend to constantly be encouraging you in the ways that you could be better, um, but not making you feel like you're stupid or wrong or less than for not being there yet. So what if you're building something, you've started your own business and you know you've not arrived? You don't want the constant reminder of, well, that person is doing something and you're not. Yeah. Or or even negativity of, I know you think you can do this, it's probably never going to work because you haven't done it yet. No, that's not a friend. Yikes. (laughs) Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, so it's finding the balance of, yeah, it's it's not done yet, but you're in process and one more step, just another step, just another step, almost like a cheerleader, um, you know, in the less traditional sense of the word, but just kind of has your back, so to speak. Well, and I think a cheerleader that cheers specifics Mm. where they can go, we just saw what you accomplished Mm -hmm. there and how great is that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that kind of the same I guess the next one she says is this friend rejoices in your accomplishments as if they were their own wow those are tough to find aren't they but but I mean if you can think back in your life have you had a friend who if you had a great thing happen and they celebrated it as though it was happening to them I mean nothing it literally magnifies your excitement over what just happened because you can see she actually is sharing this moment as though it was her own yeah I think of like I I can kind of see this with some of my friends' kids that I legit love, I mean, they say as if they were your own. But I mean, I have some of my friends' kids. It's like I love them like they are my own, and it's kind of an extension like that. If they're having an awesome baseball game, it's like I am jumping and screaming just as loud as their mom is, and it's that same kind of friendship quality you're looking in to have with your your peer, your friend. 
Yeah, for sure. And that's a wonderful quality, not to look, just look for in a friend, but to be Ooh, for yes. someone else where you yeah. see someone else's accomplishment. You be the cheerleader. You be the one that takes joy in it or in their children's accomplishments or in their success, whatever comes in. Yeah, that's actually a really good reminder. Way to bring it around, personalize it, Dar. Thanks for that. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, the next one, uh, a good friend doesn't hold your mistakes over your head but instead throws them deep into the sea of forgiveness. Oh, you mean the one that doesn't come back and say, but why didn't you, or mm, you should have. Or remember when you did. Or remember when you did. Mm. Yeah, no, I love this one because the last thing you need is a reminder of what you did wrong. I mean, because the truth is, is we ladies tend to be overthinkers and we're replaying that loop of the thing that we did and the shoulda, coulda, wouldas of how if we had just had a little more foresight and hadn't have done it, and if she's constantly bringing it up or he's bringing it back around all the time, that relationship will literally just die. Yeah, and should. Actually, <laughs> yes, valid. Yeah. <laughs> valid. Um, but I, I also just love the way she worded that one. I thought that was really beautifully said. Throws them deep into the sea of forgiveness. Mm, I do love that too. The next one, she says, um, a good friend gives you their very best but does so without contingencies. Ah. Mm-hmm. That second part is pretty important. Yeah. It's one thing to give your best, but not expecting a return so, or for their benefit. For their benefit mm-hmm. or just to get something back mm-hmm. or to, yeah, like... So I, you'll owe me one. I will support you if mm-hmm. you support me next time or mm-hmm. I will... Uh, bring you dinner if mm-hmm. you bring me next time I need it or I will whatever if... The if is the killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. It is a massive, all, all relationship killer. But yeah, I love that idea of giving the very best without contingencies. And that's a good reminder as well. Uh, that, you know, next time you're going to do something for a friend to check your own motivation. Like, am I doing this in hopes that it'll be returned to me? Or am I really just doing this to love them, to serve them, to bless them? And so what if you're the one that does everything over and over and over again and doesn't get anything back at all? Well, that, then it might be time to going. reevaluate whether yeah. that friendship is deserving of your time and energy anymore, right? Yeah, I think so. I think there's Would a balance you, I was to say. That. Is there a time to walk away from a friendship? I think there is. And I think it's not that you're looking for someone to give you something back, but you are looking for a friendship that shares life, which means uh, you will invest in their life and they need to invest in your life too. Mm, totally. Yeah, it's definitely a both and, a give and a take. The next one she says that is important in a friendship is this friend doesn't make you feel like you have to perform because they love you for being exactly who you are. Ooh. Julie, I love you for exactly who you are. <laughs> I <don't>, like that? <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. But I mean, but somebody can say that, but yeah. you can tell when they actually mean it. Yeah, because they're not, um, they're not pointing out your faults or reminding or asking you. for that thing that you do so well that will benefit them all the time. Oh, wow. There's that. Right? Yeah. It's like, no, I just want to be with you. Yeah. I just want to accept the whole meal deal, you know, like the salad and the entree and the dessert. Well, and the drink I thought and French the... fries and milkshake when you okay. said whole meal deal. Because oh. like immediately I thought of like a fast food <laughs> drive through situation. And it's like burger, fries and shake. And then you ruined it. <laughs> By trying salad. to make it salad. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. Okay. I'll take A real I'll friend goes to uh, the drive through with you. Yeah. What? <laughs> it gets the whole meal deal. No, it's but it's true where you're the you say, I like all of you, Mm -hmm. you know, that doesn't mean all of you is perfect. Mm. 
Um, but all of me is not perfect either. And, you know, if I completely and totally accept all of you, I hope you do the same with me. Absolutely. Well, and as you think of, you know, so these were the, those were the nine characteristics and don't worry, we'll link to it in the show notes so you can read back through them. Um, but as you think through these kinds of things that make a good friend now think through to some of your, you know, very best friends. And we've talked on episodes past, I think maybe episode three, Great Grace and Girlfriends. Um, If you haven't listened to that one, definitely go back. So you may listen to this and think, but I don't have that one best friend. And um, first off, a lot of people don't have that one best friend, right? Didn't you say that you wouldn't say you have one best friend? I do not. So you're not alone if that's you. And I think that that's okay to reiterate often. Um, But I think there's richness in having several friends that are close to you and maybe are different and have maybe even different reasons or closeness connections with you. Would you say that's true about your own friendships? Yeah. And what I love about rich friendships is they're diverse, Mm -hmm. where you may come from um, different places in life, different uh, positions in life, or even cultures. I think when you can find friends that bring a different uh, view of life to yours, Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you're richer. Yeah. You, you're, it's like your horizons have been expanded and you're like, oh wow, I've only ever looked at life this one way, but there's a, a value that comes from bringing your idea into the picture and allowing that to shape me, change me as needed for yeah. sure. Yep. Julie, you know, with a, a good and healthy friendship, we uh, all go through difficult times. Mm. We go through yes, tough we ones. Do. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> kind of knowing that one up close and personal right now. But, you know, there's different things that we encounter in life, like we or someone that we care about may have a health challenge. So what do we do as their friend? How do we step in? Mm. Yeah, I think I, I, if I take inventory of my friendships at any given time, I can think of somebody that's meaningful in my life that is going through a difficult challenge. And sometimes you can get paralyzed like, I want to love this person, but I don't know how to be there for them in this season. And so I think there are a few practical things that you can step in and be a friend um, that during that time, I think one is um, money. I mean, yeah, I mean, just with health costs the way they are today. I mean, even just 50 bucks, you know, slipped into their hand can be um, huge. It can be huge. And, you know, the practical side, too, like you said, um, what if they, their husband or they don't have someone in their life to take them places, take them to the mm-hmm. doctor, uh, sit down if they want with the doctor with them and listen. Yeah, I was thinking because it's, I'm just thinking of when my husband was in the hospital and the number of doctors who told me things and I had no idea what they were saying. Yeah especially because I was in such a fog and we'd leave that room. And thankfully somebody had been with me and they could actually articulate what was just said to me that I had already misunderstood. So yeah, even just going to a doctor's appointment to help process what's being said to be a second set of listening ears for sure. I think that's huge. Absolutely. And you know, they may be so ill that meals and housekeeping and babysitting, childcare, you know, step up, do some of the real life things to laundry. make a difference in their life. <laughs> laundry. Yes, please do the laundry for sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe there's a health crisis for themselves or even with their kids. I think all of those kinds of really practical step in and be hands and feet in those types of scenarios um, will be the kinds of things that will make a big difference to a friend. Here's one, maybe not as serious, but man, stressful when you're moving. 
Oh, yeah. Don't be the friend who ignores <laughs> the phone call or the text. Can you help me move? Yeah. I mean, nobody likes that call or text. Nobody no. likes to help move. Nobody does. It's nobody likes packing boxes. Ugh. Nobody likes loading a truck. But, you know, if you all do it together, it makes it just a little less painful. Yeah, somebody brings donuts. Yeah, you're and... the one that brings donuts every time. Thank <laughs> I, you very I mean, much. I do think that all house moving, decorating, painting situations must come with donuts. Yes. So, and I mean, you even bring gluten-free. I do. Yeah. Let's not talk about the, the last time I brought gluten-free donuts and my friend who I was helping their child stole my gluten-free donuts. <laughs> oh, those are fighting moments. Literally stole my donuts. Yeah. But they're but, your friend. But you I will said, say, actually, Grace. on my way to record this episode, I had a package at my door and it was Amazon shipped gluten-free donuts to replace the donuts their kids had eaten. All right. See, that's a good friend. Good friend. Good friend. All right. So when somebody's moving, actually be the friend who is not dodging it and be willing to help. Absolutely. That's the kind of friend we need. Yes, it is. What about when somebody is looking for a job? How? What's a practical way you can support a friend? Are you good at uh, creating resumes? Mm-hmm. Are you good at uh, helping them network? Are you? Do you know somebody who knows somebody or can just help them fine-tune? Sometimes people don't know, especially when they're at the beginning of a job hunt, they don't understand what they're good at. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. understand a career that they might look into mm-hmm. that isn't obvious to them. And I think an outside view can help. So like almost even just sitting down and having like a little, um, you know, go get them session where, hey, these are your strengths. Let's brainstorm together what you could be good at. And then let's practice your interview. That yes, could be fun. That could be over fun. donuts. So just kidding. Over donuts. <laughs> yeah. Which makes everything good in life. Ugh, that's funny. Yep. Um, what about if you have a friend who's going through um, some marital difficulty or long term singleness and they're, you know, just really getting frustrated in that? Yeah. What are some practical ways to step into that? I think they're two separate issues, really. But yeah, they are. Okay, let's just address the marital difficulties one. I think one thing that sometimes we fall into as friends that we shouldn't is going, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's a jerk. Yeah, bashing the man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't ever do that. Mm -hmm. If they want to vent, absolutely, or if they want to process, Mm -hmm. but also encourage them. Encourage Mm -hmm. them that. Um, More often than not, all is not lost. There is hope in uh, almost every marriage relationship. You need to be the voice of hope. Mm. And you need to encourage them to find resources or find other counselors or people who can help them find that hope. Yeah, because more often than not, the hope will always be reconciliation. And you don't want to be the friend who unloaded your opinions on every bad thing you've ever thought about them in the moment because you thought that's what she needed to hear. Instead, you want to really just focus on listening and offering support yeah. um, and not being... And offer support if they find themselves that they their marriage is over. They're, you know, as much as they may have tried to make it work, it didn't. So what are you going to do then? Are you going to say, but you didn't, or he didn't, or whatever? You, no, you're going to pack the boxes and help them move. Mm-hmm. You're going to just sit by them when they cry through boxes of Kleenex. You're going to mm. support them mm. no matter what. That's good. All right, well, what about to the single friend? Give me all of your wisdom here. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the things we fall into is the false encouragement. Mm. Where we go, there's the man out there for you. There, You just haven't found him yet. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe yeah. there is, or maybe there isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say you encourage them to find the amazing things that are in their life, whether it's their career or their family or 
you know, whatever they choose to invest themselves in to create opportunities, um, encourage that. Yeah. And validate the fact that that is their worth. And dating, sure, date, go ahead. It's great. But don't feel like that's the end of the the final... The life goal. <laughs> life goal, exclamation mm-hmm. point on your life. Mm-hmm. It is not. And I will just say, as somebody who is um, newly single after my husband passing, um, I have so appreciated my married friends still inviting me to do things. Yeah. You know, like oh, we've no, made wait, a joke wait, wait. about me being the third wheel, yeah. but... Saw your Facebook post. You know, you went on a date. I went with your... on a date with my best friend and her husband, and we legit had a blast. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have several of my couple friends who were friends with my husband and I as a couple. Um, and then it's like, it's been refreshing. Not that I thought that it would change, but it's been great to not feel like there's been a change now that it is just me. Yeah. Um, so a, a couple of my couple friends were going to a concert coming up here in a couple months and I'm like is it going to be so weird that it's the five of us and I'm like I don't even care I'm going <laughs> like thanks for letting me come along yeah. and I, you know we'll have a good time so I think reminding friends that even if somebody is single that they're still a friend and to bring them into what you're doing because okay. so that leads me Julie to talk about uh, when a friend is grieving mm-hmm what you have and mm-hmm. are going through, mm-hmm. the challenges that yeah. come with that. What would you say that friends have given you and offered to you that have been really helpful in this season? Yeah, I think it's a balance of being willing to talk about him mm-hmm. um, and then being totally okay if I'm not talking about him. I think it's like a, because sure. I never know which it's going to be. You know, um, so not being afraid if we find ourselves in a you know situation where I'm reminiscing happy or reminiscing you know sobbing, um, being comfortable with both, and then not making me feel like I'm a bad person if I am you know in that moment in that hangout time perfectly fine and happy because as we've talked about on previous episodes, I am more extroverted, I am more vocal and outgoing, and I get energy being around people, and so it's encouraging for me to be around people who don't expect me to be sad all the time and judge me when I'm not, but then are also completely okay when I am sad. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a really good friend understands that grief really is a process. Mm -hmm. It really is. um, It's not just a few days or intense time period. You can't put a beginning and end Mm -hmm. and you can't put a barometer on how it's going to hit. So I think a really good friend just rides the wave with you. Absolutely. Just oh my goodness, it. we had that recent article um, submitted um, from a guest writer, and I, I'm going to butcher the name, but I think it's what your grieving friend really wants you to know. And I mean, I will have to link it. Yeah, we will. Now that we're talking about it, but it is so good um, and touches on just what you said. It's like literally like riding a wave. Um, and what I loved about the way she wrote the article is it really was. This is what your friend who is in the season of grief, for whatever reason, wishes you would know and how varied it really is. So, I mean, man, if you get nothing else from this episode except to make sure you click that link and read it, you will need it one day for sure. Absolutely. Super good. Yeah. Well, I think what we wanted to do with this episode is really just kind of look at friendship as a whole, Um, you know, starting light in the bath and ending (laughs) (laughs) grieving um, an unexpected loss. I mean, but that's what friendship is. It is. It's the the highs and the lows. It's the people who can be with you in every single part of it and still feel like you're not lost and they're not lost. And yet there's still something about the relationship that means you're both better off because you're in it. You bet. 
So we hope that this episode was encouraging to you as you think through what, what benefits you bring to a friendship, what benefits you're looking for in a friendship. And maybe even you have to take some time and evaluate, you know, are there some relationships that need some adjustment that you need to invest more in or maybe pull back from? Um, but at the same time, we hope that you will just value the relationships and friendships that you currently have in your grit and grace life. But Dar, will you close us out with a quote? Yeah. Which one am I going to do, Julie? I mean, you know what? Because we've bo- we've gone both high and low, I want you to do both on this one. Our right. editor is going to be like, what? How do what? I put that in the show notes? Okay. But I say you do them both. Okay. All right. So we're going with both quotes. We're going with two quotes That's because right. we think they're both true about Because we're in charge of this podcast and we can do whatever we want. Yeah, it's kind of great, <laughs> isn't it, Julie? Yeah, absolutely. All right. First, friends are the bacon bits in your salad bowl of life. I mean, I feel like we talked about salad. And yeah. so I, I just love the bacon bits yeah. in my salad. Yeah. Who does it? So <laughs> it is. That's the bacon bits. The other one that we want you to hear is the most beautiful discovery true friends make is that they can grow separately without growing apart. That's Elizabeth Foley. Well, so here's to another week living with your grit, grace, and girlfriends. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project. Take a few minutes and head over to iTunes to rate and review the show so more people can find us and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an upcoming episode. If you can think of a friend who could benefit from this episode or the show in general, please be sure to share us with her. And for all the details on today's episode, find the show notes by heading to thegritandgraceproject.org. You can follow us on social so you miss nothing that we're sharing throughout the week on all things living a grit and grace life. We'll catch you on the next one.